CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Black Label presents Heavy Montreal, the heaviest festival in Canada. Back for a 10th edition, two days of rock and metal. July 27th and 28th, outdoors at Parc Jean Drapeau. Witness Slayer perform their last show in Quebec ever. Performances by Ghost, Godsmack, Evanescence, Slash, Anthrax, Steel Panther, Kill Switch Engage, and many more. 40 bands playing four stages on a festival site that you have to see to believe. Festival passes are on sale now. Visit heavymontreal.com. Produced by Avenco. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
of the Talking Metal Podcast. Happy July 4th to my American listeners. July 4th is Independence Day here in America. And we all have the day off of work. Not all of us, but most of us. And we light off fireworks. (laughs) So, yeah, and have some barbecues and stuff. So I hope everyone's having a great July 4th here in the States. If you're in another country, you're probably just having a normal week, and I hope it's a good week in the middle of the summer, getting hot here in New Jersey, hanging with Pearl. You can hear her there in the background. She, Whenever I turn the microphone on, she, like, jumps to attention. It's, uh, it's interesting. But anyways, love doing the uh, 
Mark in the minivan episodes on YouTube. If you haven't seen those, it's it's usually Pearl and I sitting in the car talking about rock music. Pearl, my seven-month-old golden retriever, which, man, she is growing fast, I tell you. But we got a lot of great stuff today. We heard a little triumph coming out of the, uh, the intro there. Fight the good fight. Triumph, I've always said, one of those bands that I feel like, in some ways, history doesn't reflect correctly because in the 80s man if you're too young to remember the 80s in the 80s triumph was huge man so so big and yeah it's like one of those brand names that they didn't keep the brand going they didn't you know push things i mean triumph was was way bigger than thin lizzy was in the 70s or 80s i mean thin lizzy's an interesting band because they were never really that super popular in the states i'm sorry in the 70s and 80s they weren't they're a great band don't get me wrong they're awesome but their legendary status has almost grown more than more than it actually was and rightfully so cuz the thin lizzy was was amazing a great great band but triumph is like the opposite this was a band that was selling out arenas all over the north north america i don't know about europe i don't know how big they were in europe but in north america they were tremendously big and i feel like yeah occasionally you'll hear the song by them on serious but in a lot of ways They've been forgotten, you know. Billy Squire forgotten. He was he was enormous in the, in North America, not forgotten by us, us old folks, right? But but forgotten by history in a lot of ways. And it's interesting how other bands are in some way more legendary than they ever were in reality. So it's uh, it's an interesting thing how history works. And I. I believe that that is not just limited to to music history. I believe that goes to sports history and political history and the you know history of animals and all sorts of stuff, man, religious history. I, I feel like history doesn't a lot of times reflect reality. If you're with me, okay, if you're like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? I could also understand that. So yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Leo, is it Leo from Alaska? Leo has joined us on Patreon. And I don't know if it's if it's Leo from Alaska or a different Leo. Let me actually, I, I sent him a little message on Patreon. Let me check this. Yeah, and he didn't respond, so I'm not sure if it's the same Leo or not. But yeah, you guys on Patreon rock. You guys are the best. We are at 29 patrons patrons on Patreon, and we are trying to get to 30. We need one more of you people out there to give $2 a month or more. If you do $5, I will send you out a Talking Metal t-shirt. Um, yeah, but we need $2 a month or more from somebody out there. And if the $2 gets you the bonus podcast. And I know, I know I've been slacking the last few weeks here. You know, it's been summer and I'm working a job again, uh, you know, a, a real job. This is a job, but uh, this is a passion. I love it. But uh, I'm working another job. So, um, and then the kids were off school. So whenever I'm not working, I'm kind of juggling with the kids. Well, thankfully, thank God they're in camp starting next week because it gets a little, gets a little crazy with the two dogs, the two kids and you know, the house is just a, a madhouse literally. 
So I'm glad I'm glad that I hopefully will uh, be able to devote a little more time to talking metal. So what what I was trying to say is I know I've been slacking with the podcast. I've been late. I haven't been getting them up on Tuesdays. They've been short episodes, and I apologize, guys. But I would like to say that if you do need more Mark Striegel for two dollars a month or more, you can join us on Patreon, and you will get my bonus podcast available exclusively to the people on Patreon. Every Friday, and that is very prompt. I'm very good with getting that to you every Friday because you're paying for it, and I want to make sure that I deliver what I'm promising on Patreon. So, yeah, uh, get a bonus podcast every week. And I, th- I think we let loose on the podcast. Victor Ruiz usually co-hosts with me, and I'll say stuff that I wouldn't say on this podcast because people are listening to this one. They are. We have a really good subscription base and, and listenership here on Talking Metal, which I am so grateful for. But on the Mark Striegel Show, where we have a total of 29 lit- listeners at most, uh, I know no one's listening, so I kind of I let some opinions slide. I, I let I let some... I say some stuff. I might not stay here. It's a little. It's a little more off the cuff. It's a little more uh, raw. Uh, I go crazy. Not. Not. Yeah. Just kidding. But anyways, it is a fun uh, chat. So consider joining me on Patreon to get that bonus podcast every week. We have a great guest on today's show. It is Adam Parkin. He is a great guitar player and has a great band. He's going to tell us all about the band. And I want you guys to go support this band. These guys rock gasoline outlaws. And yeah, so stay tuned for that. And speaking of Patreon, one of our dearest patrons, Stephen Saylor, he suggested I check out gas, gasoline outlaws. And I did. And I loved their music so much. And Steve and I were talking and I, Stephen said, you know, you should interview them. I was like, hell yeah. These guys rock. We gotta, we gotta expose them to the talking metal, metal, little, little, the talking metal listeners. So that's what we're doing here today. So stay tuned for my interview with Adam Parkin, and he's gonna, you know, tell us all about his band, Gasoline Outlaws. So on that note, let's get into uh, man, one of the sexier ACDC songs, Squealer. She said she'd never been. Never been touched before. She said she'd never been this far before. She said she'd never. To be excited She said she always had Had to fight it And she never won She said she'd never been Oh, no more. Fix the good. 
A little Bon Scott and ACDC. I hadn't heard that in a while, and I listened to it recently. I was like, man, when I was 12 listening to that, I don't think I got how sexy that song is. Just everything about it, the the groove, the lyrics, good stuff. Bon Scott of ACDC, Angus, Malcolm. Yeah, man. Great stuff. So let's keep the uh, the music going. I'll do one more for you guys, and then we'll get into the interview with Adam. Let's do let's do some new music. This is Spread Eagle. Man, I used to love Spread Eagle. I had their cassette back in the day, but they got new music out. Rob DeLuca, who of course plays with UFO and also Sebastian Bach, he is uh, in Spread Eagle. Always has been. And here's some new Spread Eagle here. This one's called Sound of Speed. Brand new Spread Eagle here on Talking Metal.
Rob DeLuca on the bass there. Spread Eagle, brand new Spread Eagle. He also plays bass for Sebastian Bach, UFO, uh, a really cool band that I was into, Of Earth. Do you remember those guys? And I, I think he briefly did some playing with Helmet, too. A lot of, a lot of bassists in and out of Helmet, right? Frank, Frank Bellow of Anthrax, I believe, also did some work with Helmet for a while. So on on that note, let's uh, let's do some uh, let's do some interviews with uh, Adam Parkin here of Gasoline Outlaws. We'll hear some of their music before we get into the interview. Here we go. Words can hurt, words can heal, words can change everything. One kind word can change the world. This is Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we have guitarist Adam Parkin from Gasoline Outlaws on the line. How are you, Adam? I'm very well, Mark. Very well. Thank you very much. Oh, you bet. And I just wanted to take a few minutes here to introduce the Talking Metal audience to you and your great band. You guys have a new record out, which I had the the pleasure of hearing, Light Up the World. And what is it, about four months old? No, less than that. What, three months old at this point? Yes, it is indeed, Mark. Yeah, it came out general public in March, I believe, uh, April, March, April. Uh, the, the dates have just escaped me, I'm afraid. But we did a, a pledge campaign via pledge music, so it came out to the right. pledges a little bit before that, you see. Right, cool. Well, for the listeners who don't know a lot about the band, could you just give us like maybe the, the two, three-minute biography of your band and you know just a little bit of the history? 
Of course, mate, of course, yes. Um, we're a four-piece uh, heavy rock band from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, we've been going from 2014, so it's uh, five, year, five years now. Debut album came out uh, 2015 um, and went down very, very well. New album's just come out uh, recently there. We're, styles-wise, we're a mix of everything, really. We draw upon many different influences from, um, from metal to soft. I mean, there's one track on the new album people have said sounds country-esque. Right, right. Think. So we, uh, we, we don't, we're not afraid of bringing different influences in, trying different things. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's all good and it's going well so far. We've picked up a few festivals along the way. And, yes, yeah, so it's all good. All good. Awesome. And the new album, were you guys working with a producer or was independent, self-produced? Can you talk a little bit about the production of the, the album? Of course, mate, yes. Uh, we work with a producer. He's called Frankie McClay. He's based at Einstein Studios here in Northern Ireland. We did the first record with him as well. And we have a great, great relationship, um, both professionally and um, outside of music as well. He's a great guy. He's been doing it years. And he, he just gets he gets a great sound, in our opinion. It's, it's thick. It's, it's fat. And a lot of, um, a lot of local uh, bands would use him. You know, he's a, a go-to guy over here. And he always gets a great sound and he's good fun while doing it, which always is half the battle, you know? Absolutely. Cool. And again, I think the new album sounds great. Light up the world. We heard the title track earlier in the podcast, but I'd love to right now just feature another track for the Talking Metal listeners and then come back and chat a little bit more with you. What track would you recommend? Fight for, we'll go for Fight for One More Day, mate. It's, um, it's kind of a bluesy one. We... Uh, we had a fella come in and play Hammond organ on some of the tracks. Nice. He's a local local session musician. He's worked with Van Morrison and uh, the Water Boys and stuff like that. And he put down some Hammond organ, and uh, we were actually surprised how well this came out. Um, in the end, he had he has almost deep purple sort of feel to it. We thought so. We we're very impressed with it. So we'll give that a blast. Here we go right now on Talking Metal.
scene like in uh, Northern Ireland, like music-wise? Is there a big hard rock scene? Is it uh, is 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 it more different styles of music? What what would we expect from the local rock scene there? Well, as you know, Mark, Ireland as a whole has a great tradition for producing some great bands over the years. Oh, absolutely, like Lizzie and Rory Gallagher. If you're going into the blues and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. But at the moment, it's great. It's thriving. Um, it's just a very small scene because it's only a small country, you see. So uh, you can you can fall into the trap of overplaying, you know, gigs and stuff, and you end up seeing the same faces at, at gigs and stuff and concerts, you know. So, but there's great bands over here. Um, some of your your listeners may be familiar with. I, I'm not sure. There's a band called Trucker Diablo, great yes. heavy rock band. Yeah. Um, a band called Maverick. If you're more into sort of AOR, sort of. Um, that kind of stuff. They do very well in Europe at the moment. Oh. They do a lot of traveling over in Europe, and they're very popular over there. Um, if you're more into sort of ACDC, straighthead rock, there's the Screaming Eagles over here. Right. Great band and and do very well. But as I said, the scene is small here, so we do try and get across to the mainland UK, you know, England, Scotland, Wales, as much as we can. Obviously, financial constraints kind of put a bit of a stop to that now and again because there's a, a ferry or an aeroplane uh, trip involved, you see. Um, but the scene in the UK is, is thriving as well. Like, you know, nice, nice. Yeah. And you mentioned pledge music earlier. Did that, you know, there's been a lot of controversy and scandal with, with that name and, and service. Did that affect you guys at all? The whole pledge music thing? It did indeed, Mark. It's, uh, it's been a disaster, mate. It's really taken the shine off the whole new album excitement. I, I was the one dealing uh, mainly with the whole pledge thing, I set it up for us and the guys, and I had to deal with it all and deal with the customers. And oh, it was—I uh, I could talk to you for ages right. about it. it was an, an absolute nightmare, mate. Okay, well, yeah, we don't have to focus on the negative, but where, where is the best place that people can purchase a CD, a hard copy of the album? Now, yeah, is it like well, Amazon? We, yeah, no, no, we, we're actually on Amazon. We we have our own. Um, shop on uh it's gasolineoutlaws.bigcartel.com um it's an online store and but and we, we deal with all that ourselves you see um as an independent act we saw it all ourselves we didn't go down the amazon route because um you don't you don't make as much back from it you see right the amazon take a big old cut so but we ship all over the world i'm uh funny i'm just i've just uh packaged one up to go into france wow too, cool so i'll be posting that out tomorrow so our big cartel shop. If you search big cartel gasoline hours, you'll find it. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've not got around to setting up a website as it was yet, which eventually we will do, you know, and there'll be a store on there. But, and obviously for the people, the modern folk, you can stream and uh, get it digitally in all, all the uh, popular streaming and digital shops, you know, right on. And have you guys ever ventured over to the States? Have you ever played over on, on this side of the pond? We haven't made no. We haven't. We, it's something I'd love to do. I, I love the whole music scene over there. I love a, I love a lot of American bands and a lot of our influences come from some of some of the American bands. And I know we've sold a lot of CDs over there, um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure the demand's there just yet. You know. Right. Right. I hear you. So, for a band that's operating independent like you are, like, what's the next step? What's the next goal? The the next thing you guys are trying to achieve? Well. I touched upon the pledge thing there. I said I didn't want to go down the, the whole rabbit hole of that, but the pledge thing, because it all went, uh, it all it was a disaster. We had to fund the whole thing ourselves, which was, well, it pounds over here, thousands of dollars, you know, we had to find to, to 
fund it. So that kind of killed any sort of chance of touring. We wanted to tour okay. the album and, right. and it, so it it really it just put the brakes on everything and it left a sour taste in the mouth, you know. Um, so at the moment we're just trying to re- recoup some of some of the the cash we had to fork out ourselves, you know. So ideally, uh, getting across to the mainland UK and putting a few shows together, string of shows, and hitting some of the festivals as well that we have done in the past and some of the new ones is always good. Um, it's good to play to a not your same old crowd, you know, people that maybe not have, have not heard you or right. maybe um, absolutely. You know, just different people that don't expect, you know, they've never heard of you. Because we're still, yes, we're five years old, but we're still relatively new on the whole broad scheme of things, you know. Right. Yeah, so something like that, you know, looking forward um, towards the end of the year. Because uh, we're slowly but surely building the uh, the funds back up. So, um, as I said, it's just expensive to get over there. You know, it's, it's all expense like. Yeah, I hear you. And you're a guitar player. What kind of gear do you use? Um, I'm a Les Paul man, Gibson Les Paul. Um, I've recently just, I recently just, uh, created my white, I had a white custom, a big Randy, Randy Rhodes fan. Okay. I had a white, had a white custom, loved it to pieces, but then a, uh, Les, a 58, uh, R8 Gibson Les Paul came up. Wow. And I managed to get a, a very good deal with it and traded the white one plus a bit of cash to get right. A, right. a Les Paul R8. Uh, I just love it to pieces. It's unbelievable and play that and in the studio are you going through real amps or so many people now are, are running you know digitally through campers or line sixes right into the board how, how do you work it in the studio no it's it's all uh old school it's all amplified that's why we Good. like using frankie mcclay so much he uh other uses pro tools he's not analog that way but he, everything's amplifier guitar playing you know proper drums there's you know, acoustic drum, you know what I mean? There's no messing about with the drum sounds and triggers and things. Yeah, and you can hear that. You can hear, like, a real yeah. organic sound on the album. I love yes, that. Yeah. I'm, uh, so props to you guys for doing that. Absolutely. There's far too many using the process thing. Now, you, I think you can really hear it, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I, I actually, when we recorded the first album, I was a, a Marshall, Marshall player through Marshall Amps, and uh, up in the studio... Uh, he had a diesel. Are you familiar with diesel? Amplifier? Yes. Yes, I am. Yep. He had a diesel. He says, listen, try this. Just try it and see what you think. And I went, oh, I'm a Marshall. I have to use the Marshall and stuff. He goes, try this diesel. Anyway, it just blew my mind. It just, wow. So I went and bought one. <laughs> nice, yeah. So I play a diesel. It's an Einstein, a diesel Einstein. And it's just, the, for me, it's the best the best sound out there for me. It just, I just love it to pieces. And that's what's on both albums, uh, the diesel, diesel uh, head. No, no distortion effects or anything like that. Just into the amp, straight in, nice. And that's the same basic live setup for you: yeah, the diesel and the Les Paul. Yeah, cool. As I said, I want to re- replicate that live, so I bought, <laughs> bought everything. You know, so yeah. Very good, very good, cool. And I know you mentioned no website yet, but you do have the Facebook page, which we'll have. Yeah. We'll have linked up on talkingmetal.com and talkingrock.net. So we encourage everyone to check that out. And you guys are on Twitter. And we, yeah, we'd love to get you over here to the States. I think you'd really go over well for sure. It'd be great, Mark. You, it really would, maybe. It'd be a dream come true. Like, you know, cause, uh, as I said, the rock scene over there. I'm sure, is it thriving over there, Mark, as well? Well, yeah, yes and, and, and no. You know, the, they're. 
there are times I'll go see a show and, and I'm, I'm blown away by the diversity of the crowd, young, old. And there's other times I'll go see a hard rock show and I'm bummed out because there aren't there aren't a lot of younger people there. And I think it's it's so important that we get new, fresh rock and, and younger yeah. faces like like yourself, you know, out there doing this and getting people, you know, under the age of, of 35 excited about this type of music again. Absolutely. I mean, with all the modern tools now with streaming and things, you can look at demographics and things of what age of people are listening to you and all less uh, carry on. And you're right, uh, under 35 is very, very, very sparse. Like, you know, it's usually the old, older gentleman and lady that like, that they grew up with proper, proper music, let's say, you know, so they right. kind of appreciate it a bit more. Right, cool. And speaking of music that that you know we grew up with, what type of stuff were you listening to when you were younger? What were some of your your earlier influences? Well, um, what made me pick a guitar up when I was fourteen was the band Oasis. I mean, they're the, probably not the most rock band of the whole world, but they made me pick a guitar. Yes. Up, so. Yeah, and such great songwriters, in my opinion, all at least. It, yeah. you know, it's all about the songs, you know, and um, and that made me pick a guitar up and. Obviously, the more you learn about guitar, the more, you know, diverse you go from that Oasis, you know, so you're getting, I had a guitar tutor for a few lessons, and he gave me these old magazines. They're actually American magazines. He imported them in in the early 90s. They were Guitar Magazine yeah. and Guitar World or something. He used to get them imported back in the early 90s. And um, in there, there was all the tablets and things, and I used to, you didn't have the internet back then, so I used to have to go and buy the CD to know what songs sound like, you know, it was, it was right. a great way of doing it, you know, so reading through the tablet channel, oh, that might sound good, I'll go buy a CD, that's how I discovered the band Sabotage, you're familiar with them? Oh, of course, yes. Oh, absolutely, I mean, they're, they're one of my favorite bands of all time, I just love them to pieces, I love the theatric, theatrical side of it all, and so that's how I discovered them like that, and but uh, I was a big Rory Gallagher fan back when I was young as well, and Randy Rhodes, Randy Rhodes is probably my favorite of all time, I just love him to bits. Um, right. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. Awesome, awesome, great yeah. stuff. Cool. Well, Adam, it's been great to get to know you and to hear your your brand new record again, which is Light Up the World. The band is Gasoline Outlaws. And yeah, man, we appreciate you taking some time to uh, introduce us to the band. We wish you all the best of luck, and we'll be featuring your music on, on Talking Metal and uh, hoping that you get over here to the States sometime soon. Absolutely, Matt. Thank you very much for your time and spreading the word for fans like us. And uh, it'd be great to build up a bit more of a fan base over there. So thank you very much for helping spread that. You bet. Thank you so much, Adam. And see what we've got left. I see the colors.
Definitely support Gasoline Outlaws. They are a great band. Check them out on Facebook. Uh, what is the address? Let's see here. I'm loading it up. It is facebook.com slash Gasoline Outlaws. Well, that makes sense, right? Cool. And on that note, let's uh, let's just jump over to Blabbermouth. I go to Blabbermouth all the time, see what the headlines are. Let's, let's run down the headlines. All right. Prong to release new EP in the fall. Anybody excited about that? Uh, I know Victor likes Prong. I... I was never a big prong guy. I always found that one single they had back in the day, snap your fingers, snap your neck, or whatever, to be rather annoying. But that's just me. Halstorm Drummer, a band that once opened up for John Astronomy and I. Halstorm Drummer. For us, our therapy has always been songwriting. And they are good songwriters, man. They they really are. I, I really appreciate any band under the age of 35 out there playing guitars making great rock music all uh all all but what am i trying to say biggest props go out to to uh hellstorm always lizzie hell all right lama god drummer chris adler returns to the live stage in october yeah he took some time off right he took i i, I think he sat out some of the uh Lama God, some of Lama God's recent shows, right? Jeff Tate, I am, I'm, I'm endeavoring. Is that the word? I'm endeavoring to do something unique and different each time with each release I do. Well, that's cool, Jeff. But we just would like to hear you stay with that same style you did on Sweet Oblivion. Your voice mixes great with hard rock and. Uh, and uh, you know progressive metal stick with that man uh let's see tool frontman explains to sammy hagar how running cross country influenced him Ooh, that sounds terribly not exciting although i do love sammy hagar and i i just was listening to uh, uh the song only one way to rock doesn't get much better than that and for a lot of pe- people find this surprising tool one of my favorite bands of all time absolutely Tim Ripper Owens blasts Nike as a racist company after Shoemaker pulls Betsy Ross flag shoe design. Ripper needs to shut the hell up. I I really hate hearing everyone have these stupid-ass political opinions. Ripper's a Trumper. Okay, we get it. I know some of you guys are Trumpers. That's fine, man. That's fine. But listen, just... You're a performer. If you want to be a political person, go do, do be political. And that goes for the other people on the other side too, man. I get it. I get it. We don't want to hear your, you know, a lot, lot of right-wingers like Rage Against the Machine, but they, they don't want to have to listen to Tom Morello preach politics. I, I totally understand it. So, yeah, shut the hell up, Ripper. We don't, we don't care about what you think. Get racist? What? I, Jesus Christ. That, I mean, you sound retarded, quite frankly. You think it's racist? Tim Ripper owns Blast a Nike. Blast Nike is a racist company after sh- Betsy Ross flag shoe design. Uh, I just don't get the correspondence to racism, but but I'm not reading the article. And uh, to wrap it up, Miley Cyrus covers Metallica. I listened to that cover. Not that bad, actually. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but not that bad. I just watched the uh, the Black Mirror episode that she is in, and it's it's quite good. I always like Black Mirror. Great, 
TV show. If you haven't seen it, it's you don't even. It's not like a, one of these series that you have to watch every episode because every episode is its own unique story. I guess it's reminiscent of reminiscent of like what the Twilight Zone was like back in the day. But Black Mirror uh, has uh, Miley Cyrus in one of the new episodes, and like I said, it's good. It's a good good episode. She does a great job. I'm not one of the Miley haters. I know everyone hates her. I'm not. I'm not. I actually, I think she's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. Burn me at the stake for that, guys. Uh, and to wrap things up, Robert Plant recently did Immigrant Song. I guess it's because he was doing a concert in, in Iceland. And this opens up that whole can of worms where do we want our, our favorite performers using tracks to enhance the live performance? And I can tell you, uh, so he hadn't played Immigrant Song in a long time, the Led Zeppelin classic, I think like 20 years, over 20 years. 1996 was the last time he played it. So he pulled it out in Iceland recently. And musically, I thought the band did a really great job. But vocally, man, in Robert's defense, he goes for it, man. He, He goes for all the notes. But sadly, he just hits very few of them and chokes, man. Oh, it's a painful listen, especially knowing how great the the studio version off of Led Zeppelin 3 is of that song. To hear Robert do it as a 70-something-year-old man uh, is not is not pleasant, man. It, it You know, so it goes back to that thing. You know, I hear Eddie Trunk, oh, I have so much respect for these bands who, you know, go for it and don't use backing tracks. And I get it. I do because I do, too. But on the other hand, it's like there's certain songs maybe they shouldn't be playing anymore. I heard Ian Gillen say he, you know, he hasn't played Child in Time since since he was in his 30s, and that's probably uh, a good idea, you know. But man, just because of the range, he can't hit it. He doesn't want to attempt it. Robert Plant, he went for it, man, and in my opinion, fell flat on his face. But there you go. You got to give him props for trying, right? Uh, go check it out for yourself. Robert Plant doing Immigrant Song recently. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. I love you guys. Thanks to especially all the people on Patreon who support us here. If you're not on Patreon and you want to support us, there's numerous things you can do. You can use our Amazon links on on TalkingMetal.com or TalkingRock.net. Those are available for people in America, the U.K., and uh, where else? Oh, in Canada. And then we have... PayPal donations. I love getting those. It's been a while, man, since I got a straight-up PayPal donation. Would love to get one from somebody out there. And then also uh, buy a t-shirt. 20 bucks. You don't have to be with us on Patreon to get a t-shirt. Anybody can buy a t-shirt for for 20 bucks. And I have hoodies too. Let me know if you want a hoodie. We can cut a deal. I'll give you a a hoodie and a Talking Metal t-shirt at a discounted rate for a limited time only. Special thanks to Steven Steven Saylor for setting up the uh, interview, helping set up the interview with Gasoline Outlaws. That's Adam Parkin, we interviewed today from that band. And that'll do it for today's show. Talk to you next time to take us out. Let's do this. A little anthrax, a band I'm going to see. Heavy Montreal. Cannot wait. Heavy Montreal is going to rock. This is Among the Living by Anthrax. If you want free Heavy Montreal tickets, I got them. Go to TalkingMetal.com and go to today's show notes. Use that link to take you over to the Heavy Montreal website. And there you will receive, hopefully, it's a limited uh, limited amount we have, but you should be able to get a free pair. All right? Let me know if that works out. All right? This is Anthrax with Among the Living going way back. 
many decades here. All right, later.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.